Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. He's to the 45. He's oh, to the 50. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not going to plant it in the midfield of the O, is he? Wow. Yes, he is. Rattler again to throw it. Steps up in the pocket. Throws it the run. All right, guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host today, joined by my co-host in Stephen Brown. It's been a minute. What's going on? Uh, it is fucking hot outside. It is like, what time are you like recording this at 730? It's still like 95 degrees outside, yeah. it feels like. It's just miserable. This is like... Some, that's pretty good. It, it's pretty it's a bunch of bs like i i like i even bought a win- we were just talking about it. it's the reason why we started a little bit later i i bought a window unit to go into the den of my house in the back part of my house because like it's just like no matter no matter how low i can get the ac it still won't reach the den of the house and it's just so frustrating yeah it's like it's miserable in oklahoma and i like how it went from like pretty nice outside like a, a pretty nice little spring into just straight up hell yeah i i left after the wedding i left to go to santa oh, monica yeah, you got married since the last podcast that's right you know? man I, I did get married since the last time and like we went to santa monica and it was great because every day it was like 68 degrees and you could just wear whatever you wanted and then we get back in like one of the layovers we had for the flights was through phoenix and they were very adamant like hey listen get on the plane now as fast as possible (laughs) because they've shut the ac off because they're conserving energy and then once you get everybody gets back on the plane they're going to turn it all back on we got into this terminal like or like the whatever that pathway is that that they hook you up you up to the airplane and it was like sweltering hell in Phoenix. <laughs> and finally, we got to Santa Monica. It was fantastic. We come back and we step off the plane and it and we step outside for the first time. And it felt exactly like that sweltering hell in Phoenix. And I was like, what happened since the wedding when it was like 80 ish degrees to now it's 95 every day? Oh my God! What a terrible existence right now. Yeah, it's not fun to be an Oklahoman, unless you're a softball fan. Unless you're a softball a, fan, that is true. That's true. Um, 
we get a lot of talked about today. I mean, we're going to hit a lot of things up front, talk about the champion barbecue to see if anybody will actually commit. Cause remember last year that we were like, Oh yeah, there's like six commitments. And then like realistically oh, yeah. by signing day, only two, one or two of them actually had signed on the dotted <laughs> line. How fun is that? But man, I guess we could just start up with the obvious, a D commitment from Jordan Hudson, a, Highly ranked wide receiver, I believe, out of Texas. Uh, he just decommitted with the, but the he had a decommitment edit with OU in it and the horns down in it as well. So I was very curious about making decommitment edits now. Um, how wait for the decommitment videos? Yeah, God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> what? Does this does this phase Lincoln Riley and Dennis Simmons at all? No, because Jordan Hudson has kind of been this guy that's I don't want to say on the fence for a while, but people have kind of had their suspicions as maybe his recruitment isn't 100% closed, and especially with Texas. Um, so for him to decommit, um, I don't think that really came as a surprise to too many people, maybe some. Um, just because he has that, that little bit of wavering, maybe some interest in, in seeing some other schools. And, and, you know, being a recruit at this time, you really haven't seen anything um, since, what, a year and a half ago. Right. So yeah. um, this is going to be more and more common, not just for Oklahoma, but, you know, every school that's recruiting at a high level. That's true. And think about the amount of freshmen that are on different campuses this year from a variety of universities that didn't actually ever get to go see the university, like Danny Stutzman, a dude that's been kind of turning heads in seven on seven and drills. Yeah. He never even Mario got to Williams go to, is yeah. another guy. Stutzman went to OU once and that was way after he committed, he committed not even going to OU. Now at the same time, Jordan Hudson's out of the fold, and I imagine Lincoln Riley's not like Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops would tell these guys to go to hell and they'll find somebody else. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's Bob Stoops burned all those bridges once the players would decommit. Because remember, uh, oh, Rager. Remember when Jalen Rager was there? Oh, yeah, but that was not, a big oh, deal. That was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And does this... does this have anybody anxious about Luther Burden, who is also, you know kind of flirting with Alabama. I mean, when you're messing with the top players in the country, you're going to be in for a fight regardless. But seeing Oklahoma's kind of fights with Alabama regarding running backs, does that concern you with Luther Burden at all? Uh, it does. And and because Luther Burden is a guy um, that's very highly rated, very talented. Um, everyone kind of watched him last week with Missouri. Um, that never really, really, I don't think anyone ever felt too nervous about that because Missouri, let's be honest, is not not where it was 10 years ago. And it, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, with Alabama obviously being a perennial, pretty much national champion contender, um, that's going to concern you there. Yeah, I mean, it, especially because Alabama, I mean, <clears throat> Missouri, nobody, you're exactly right. Missouri is Missouri. That's all you need to really know about them. A&M, maybe, like, Burden is a Missouri guy, right? Yeah. He's like St. Louis, I think. But, I mean, man, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, they don't really have too much issues with wide receivers. So, that's, I think, why maybe it was kind of a shock to see 
Jordan Hudson, a highly rated wide receiver, just dip out. But maybe, of course, there are other things. I don't know. And maybe, like you suggested. Yeah, I mean, C.D. Lamb was a guy that, that decommitted true. and recommitted. Theo Weiss, R.J. Henderson. So it's happened before. Um, with, with Hudson, I'm not sure exactly what OU's plans are because they are we're in on what, so many different players that maybe they don't really need to take a second look at Hudson. That's true. And I know, of course, Luther Burden, I mean – Oklahoma knows where he stands. I, I believe, I believe they contact each other all the time. Right. And he's been a little bit more transparent, which is good. Process, so get the first person to know that Luther burden is taking a visit to Missouri. That was supposed to be secret was the Oklahoma staff. So I think that's a good, that's a good, that's, that's good ideas. That's good stuff. Now, Stacy Wilkins is a funny name. Not, I mean, it's not really that funny, but it's interesting because, there were all these rumors about this man transferring out for a while, right? And then he like re-ups with OU. He's like, no, nah, I'm solid. Boomer sooner all the way. I'm going to stick it out in Norman. And then finally, he does actually enter the transfer portal. What, do you, what is there to read into that other than maybe one of the tackle positions? Like, of course, Wanya Morris is going to be starting at one tackle position. Other than... Anton Harrison, Eric Swenson, maybe one of the other guards, Eric Congle, or if that that's a it's Eric Congle, right? I know it's Congle, Robert Congle. That's what it is. Right, the guy yeah, from Arizona. Yeah. But is that a thing where he's being kind of nudged out of the rotation and he wants to find somewhere where he can find playing time before his due is up? Well, this was always the risk with recruiting Stacey Wilkins because he always had that 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 upside that NFL upside but at the same time he's a guy that was projected as a or he was just a project player like he wasn't anywhere where he needed to be physically um obviously technique no no offensive lineman comes into college football and expects to play right away so um with Stacey Wilkins, it was just a matter of can he stick out those two, three years to develop and then finally come on as that that elite athlete that people kind of projected him to be. And to OU's credit, they've they've stuck it out. I think wasn't he one of the ones that that uh, opted out for COVID? I don't and know. I think he, he had a he had a couple injuries here and there, maybe not too serious, but you know, a little setbacks here and there. So Do it's just think- one of those things where the road Do- may have been a little bit too long. Do you think with the addition of Wanya Morris that kind of solidified his thoughts, or do you think there was something along the lines of seeing everybody in camp? It probably and, didn't help. And Beatembo yeah. really favoring other guys because I know Beatembo yeah. really was talking about Bray Walker the other day for some reason, and that's the name that I haven't heard in a minute. <laughs> that's your guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, God. he went. He played for what Southmore, then Westmore, um, but he, he's. I don't think Bray Walker's going on the field. And like it really, honestly, you've got pretty much four the five positions set on the offensive line. It seems like you've got Wanya Morris, you've got Marquise Hayes, you seems like you got Andrew Rame, um, and yeah. you've got uh, you've got Tyrese Robinson, and so then you've got Eric Swenson, Eric Murray, you've got Robert Congo, which apparently has been coming on, and then you've got. Uh, Oh, what's his face that split time with Anton Harrison. You got a lot of dudes that you can play there. And if Stacy Wilkins, man, he could, he really could have used that off that real off season last year 
Right. I mean, it's just a, it's a detriment to that, uh, to himself in that. Do you think he'll end up at a D1 school? Like, oh, oh yeah. His, his I mean, power levels. No, I mean, power five. Do you think he ends up like an Arkansas state or like an Arkansas? I would say more of like an Arkansas because his okay. talent level is obvious. It's just more like, can someone get him to buy into the process kind of thing? Yeah, gosh. That sucks for him because I think a lot of people really, really thought highly of him. And I remember his I remember his commitment video, and that was interesting. Wasn't he the one with the commitment video where he was like being followed by agents and stuff like that? Is that it? No, you're thinking of uh, I think it was Ely. Adrian oh, Ely. that that was Adrian Ely. That was Adrian Ely. Yeah, and he not too long ago he was talking to Mike Woods from Arkansas. Bleacher Report did that. Yeah, they did. He was talking to Mike Woods from Arkansas. I was like, "Don't mind them. I went through the same stuff." And now he's transferring out. But transfer in the transfer portal taketh, but also giveth. But it hasn't actually been announced formally yet by Trey Bradford himself. Even though. I think his full name is Cavantre, even though his name yeah. is in the OU student database. So it sounds like he hasn't rolled in school in Trey Bradford from LSU, a former four-star line uh, linebacker running back. I think from Lancaster. Is that, is that correct? I think it's from Lancaster, but what kind of things are you expecting from Trey Brown? Not Trey Brown. Goodness. What are you expecting from Trey <laughs> Bradford? Too many Trey's and too many Browns and Bradford's. What are you expecting from Trey Bradford? Does he even get any playing time? Because, of course, you've got Eric Gray, who is probably one of the best transfers uh, out of the entire transfer market that OU landed. You've got Kennedy Brooks, uh, like an Instagram everywhere. Uh, you've got Marcus Major coming back, even though, you know, there's thoughts about Marcus Major. And then you now have Trey Bradford, who didn't really even see that much time at LSU. So what can do you know even what to expect? I know he's a speedster guy that can split out wide, catch passes. He's not a guy that's gonna be like running over people. No, he's um to me, he's a guy that's gonna maybe just take up um that role as maybe like the uh the home run threat kind of guy because he is a track athlete. Um, his speed's obvious. It's just a matter of can he translate it into a, a little bit more of a power run, per se, because I don't think he has too much shake to him. Um, so can he just be that cut-and-go guy, kind of like a Rodney Anderson almost? Could you see him and Eric Gray being in split-back sets and then just going five wide? Yeah, I think that gives you the most athleticism out of the running backs, at least, at least early on, because – I mean, we know um, Marcus Major. We kind of know what Marcus Major is. Like, we know what he's going to give you. He's going to be that consistent guy that's not going to be maybe a highlight player, but he's not going to dip too much either. Right. So, with uh, with Gray and um, Bradford, I think that gives you that one-two punch. Maybe the best since you know Trey Sermon and uh, oh, what am I thinking of? Rodney Anderson. Rod, no, not Rodney Anderson. Sermon I and just Brooks. Saw him, yeah, Sermon and Brooks. Sermon and Brooks. I don't know why that that totally floated my mind, but um, it's it's just maybe the more athletic group you can get out there um, and be that you know pass catcher threat. That's interesting. I know LSU fans honestly weren't too sad about Trey Bradford and leaving, so I was just very curious. Well, they weren't sad about anything. 
just because I mean, you look at LSU last year, they just weren't good and they're, they're kind of in some trouble In trouble. I don't think they're as much in trouble as that's a good segue. Uh, Arizona state. Oh my God. That bomb. Oh, I think they're in more trouble than, than Arizona state. Who's in more? Who you think LSU's in more trouble than Arizona State with all that stuff that's coming out? I think so. So, for the folks that are listening that have no idea about Arizona State, give them an idea of what is exactly happening there. Do you know? Well, you hired Herm Edwards in from the NFL, and he kind of ran it just like an NFL program, as far as maybe giving some people some money here and there maybe a little bit too much money where it became very obvious what was going on yeah they hosted recruits during <laughs> covid and when they were not supposed to um they fired very well established coaches in favor of lesser known coaches that would go and recruit really 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 well if that makes sense there is money there has been money that is banks. yeah there has been money that has been exchanged and it's just, it's not, it's not good. And then somebody blew the whistle on it. Nobody's sure who, but somebody has the receipts to literally everything. And they it's gotta be someone at Arizona, right? It's either that or just somebody that really hates Herm Edwards. I can't, I cannot like, man, that's, that's so bad. And Arizona state, they're not exactly like a Vanderbilt of so People will actually somewhat care. Arizona State, they're in, they're like in this weird kind of purgatory of where they're not like a super program. They're not a piss on program. They're just your average football program. And so whatever the NCAA is going to do to them should be a fair warning. But that doesn't mean the NCAA is going to do anything to like bigger schools like OU, Texas, USC, Alabama, et cetera. Everybody knows everybody cheats. It's just how the game I think is one going. school. It kind of depends on what, what comes out. But one school that might be in trouble, too, would be Texas A&M. Um, because we already know that that Adidas scandal in basketball. There's got to be something going on in football as well. Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher running a not a clean program <laughs> down there? Wow. I, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. No, I, I told yeah, Billy, Billy Lucci. Gosh, guy sucks. He wouldn't believe me. It's true. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Trey Bradford does bring. He's kind of like, he's a little bit taller than Eric Gray. Actually, he's about six foot six one. He's a little bit of a jitterbug guy. Pretty quick. He has good hands. Can play in the slot. I'm, I'm curious to see how Lincoln Riley will, will use him once he gets to OU. They just have some red tape that they have to finish up with paperwork. But another guy that kind of got in trouble, but Kersey literally just came out on the timeline from the athletic and just reported this. So people will acknowledge that Isaiah Thomas, who's like one of the nicest guys in the team and maybe a team captain this year, uh, was arrested for not appearing in court. And Kersey came out and said that the warrant was nearly a year old, but Isaiah Thomas never got it because the warrant and what the failure to appear in court, the notification was sent to the wrong address. So Oops. that that would make sense why he would not appear uh, in front of the court. And so to me and to you, most likely, this is much ado about nothing, right? This this is, this is very minor. Like, this, obviously, yeah. you did something, but it wasn't egregious. 
like that makes been... sense. It wasn't uh, you didn't hit a parked car. I don't think. Right. There are more horrifying things that have happened other than he just didn't show up for court because he Pickle got his wins. ticket sent to the wrong place. I mean, Baker Mayfield, the star of the team, was tackled by <laughs> police officers in in Arkansas with Asian food on his hoodie. I mean, what else do you want? You know, we just he's not like he's pistol whipping anybody. This man just didn't get his mail. <laughs> What? What? We're gonna be? I'm, I was. I'm being honest, right? So very much of do about nothing. That's what people love, though. It's true. It's true. But you know, as soon as it happened, people are like, "Oh, Lincoln Riley's recruiting bad people." Despite, Lost control of the program. Despite would have been better in Stillwater. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas being like one of the nicest guys from Tulsa Memorial. Oh man, it, it's 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 great. It's good stuff. But he's gonna end up running laps. I don't. I don't even know if he'll end up running laps, considering all of his stuff was sent to the wrong place. You know what I mean? Like Lincoln Riley seems like a very understanding coach, and that's why people like him. He might get like a couple laps, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing that Perion Winfrey doesn't get. <laughs> Are you worried at all about Perion Winfrey? I mean, like. I'm a little I, worried. I know other teams are. Him. I know other teams are worried about him, but are you worried about his ability to kind of like stay out of trouble? Like, why, why are you? Why are you worried about him? <laughs> no, he's a he's a super nice guy. Like I've talked to him before. Um, he does he does have a little bit of a wild side, so you kind of got to watch. I mean, Baker had the same thing, so it's not like no one was worried Baker was going to just destroy a club and then get arrested for a week and have, you know, so-and-so charges for vandalism. So it's true. It's not like Perry on Winfrey's pistol whipping people pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I feel like that's the bar now, right? It's like, Oh, something if you're happened. Not pistol whipping, then it's, it's minimal. Yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. If, if none of that has happened, we are smooth sailing and all that other good stuff. Yeah, but uh, I'm not worried about it at all. Isaiah Thomas, he's going to play in all the games if he's healthy. Arizona State, I'm a little bit worried. You know, Herm Edwards, he said you play to win the game, but turns out it's a lot more than just playing. Uh, you you pay to win the game. Yeah, you pay to win the game. Now, the real question is... Maybe he was just misquoted. It's true. It's true. Maybe <laughs> a little bit of a... A little bit of a little bit of a misspoken uh, kind of habit he had at the at that presser when he was a part of the Jets when the Jets were actually good. You play, you pay to win the game, you know. But this is a, lot, a last thing we'll head head to before we go to our break for our sponsors because the Champion Barbecue is very soon. It's very very soon. Would you attend a barbecue if? Lincoln Riley was hosting it after seeing that burnt boot that he cooked earlier this year. Would you be um, eating that barbecue? I'd give it a shot. Maybe I wouldn't finish. Maybe it's like one of those things where like you go to a cookout and you're like, Oh, I just made this. And you're like, yeah, I'll try it. And it just sucks. So you just like very quietly throw it away. I'm like, wow, that was really, really good. Thanks is for this, having us. Is this the one where you, take your paper plate and you put it face down in the trash can. So nobody knows how much oh, yeah. left they have no plate. idea what. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that a few times. Oh, we've all done it a few times. Like 
somebody i dude i remember i went to a family reunion and uh somebody put cinnamon in the chili and why would you do that exactly that's that's number one is what is going on in your brain that you think that's okay and so people were like that's kind of tastes kind of weird some people thought maybe the chili was burnt and a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people they uh ended up putting like their napkins in the chili bowl and putting their chili bowls like face down in the trash can so they wouldn't hurt her feelings but there were some old people that were just like what the hell is this what'd you put in here did you undercook it did you overcook it and i it's great it's great but you would you would go to like around the barbecue yeah and i would show up i would bring some swadleys with me just in case. And that way I would just kind of mix it in there. That way it kind of looks a little bit better. Yeah, you got a backup. You got yeah, you got a backup. I just give Flink and a little fist bump. Like you're welcome. It's on me this time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But well, we're gonna go to a break for our sponsors. But before we come back, uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of things. Of course, we I can't go a week without talking about OU winning a national title in softball. Patty's fifth, uh, fourth in like God, it seems like 10 years, eight years, not that long ago. And of course, uh, we've got the champion barbecue commitments and stuff like that. So we'll send you guys to the break and we'll see you just in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. All right, Stephen. So since we podcast last, Patty Gasso has won yet another national title. They lost to James Madison the very first game. I had friends over, and we were watching OU play James Madison the first time around. I was like, oh, they're going to run rule, and this team sucks. They don't deserve to be in the college football, college football, college softball World Series. And then, of course, OU lost. And then OU had to win several games in a row, like UCLA, powerhouses like UCLA, Georgia, which they run-ruled uh, previously earlier in the season. They had to beat James Madison twice. And then they finally make it to the game against Florida State. They lose their very first game, of course. And then they rip off two against Florida State to win the national title. The main question here is, how did Sherry Cole make more money than Patty Gasso? How does that happen? I feel like this question comes up like every podcast. It's like, how did Sherry Cole even make money? It's necessary because, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Maybe she's on Herm Edwards' uh, payroll. Oh, wow. That would be pretty meta. But it's just like, Sherry Cole never won a national title. Once she got to the Final Four a couple times, Good, great for her. But Patty Gasso won a national title in 2000. And then it's not like she was terrible ever since then into the teens to where she won four. She kept that program really decent, above average, better than most, some might say. And then she wins four national titles to prove the longevity of her coaching and her coaching career. It's unbelievable. Do you know what the Colossus of Rhodes is, Stephen? 
Isn't that a big statue by the, is it like a river or something? So yeah, it was a, it's a really, really, really massive statue. Uh, I believe it was coined as 30 point something cubits, which is roughly over a hundred feet tall, where basically you're sailing between this massive statues legs in Greek and Roman mythology, but it was real because the ruins are literally in the water. And I'm just saying, you need, look up a picture. They need to build a statue similar to the Colossus of Rhodes for Patty Gasso to where people will walk underneath her into the new Marita Hines Stadium or just Patty Gasso Stadium. Like, come on. How can you not support that sport where on a day where several other sports were going on in the NBA Finals, in or NBA Finals, NBA Playoffs, college softball was the third one while other sports were going on it's incredible and i'm taking a pivot at what point because this is important this is important for those that don't know we've said it several times and it's been on twitter several times billy bowman who decommitted from texas and eventually committed to ou is one of the nation's top recruits He's an athlete, but he will probably field punts and kickoffs and play nickel. Is there a point in which... Is the Buki position. Yeah, yeah. Is there a point in which Billy Bowman better show out after seeing his significant other and, like, number one recruit in softball, Jada Coleman, homer and double with three RBIs in the national title take-all game? Is there a point in which we, like, tweet and be like, girl's better, she's better than you? Or, or do you hold off on that for a year because football is a little bit different than softball? Because Jada Coleman is a badass of an athlete, and she's robbed home runs by climbing the fence, which is incredible to me. And she was clutch in moments in where you, not many people could do that as a freshman, as a true freshman. Is there a little bit of room to jab at billy bowman if he does not live up to his ranking as a uh, high school recruit or is this just totally off limits i'm more into the person's off limits because i don't know where they are in a relationship you, you never know that thing in, in college but uh i think it is fun to talk about like, okay you know she like anything you can do i can do better kind of thing it would be kind of fun to see that little dynamic play out and see kind of where it goes but at the same time i don't i'm not a big big talking about other people's relationships kind of thing i'm not talking about relationships i'm just talking about you producing on the field and the other one's not oh yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah oh billy bowman better show out a little bit a little bit better than buki too because they are playing the same position and uh you know buki got that criticism for being a smaller athlete billy bowman's not uh not too much bigger. Yeah, he isn't. Like, how isn't Billy Bowman like five foot ten ish? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Is it five foot ten in cleats? It might be five foot ten in cleats. We'll see what the exact measurement is. I think they'll remeasure in like the end of June or something. So we'll see. Uh we'll see kind of where he stacks up because I mean Billy Bowman. To give him credit, he is a better athlete. Um, he's a very dynamic athlete, but size-wise, he has a lot to prove that he can play that that defensive position. I do know because of Oklahoma's, I guess you might say, lack of depth in the spring because some guys are banged up, that Billy Bowman has really taken 
I guess, control, not necessarily control. He's really caught the eye of Alex Grinch at that nickel spot in comparison to Jeremiah Cordell, uh, where, who we all thought maybe might make that leap to play that nickel spot. So I'm very curious to see what summer brings and what fall camp brings as well. I'm just genuinely curious to see how that shakes out. But something big is happening this week, uh, really, really soon. Champion Barbecue is up. We already mentioned it. Who are some notable names to be aware of? I know one of the main ones is Relic Brown. He's a big-time guy. Right. What are some other names that we should be aware of and names that you feel good about? Uh, I think maybe the one of the biggest names out there, and it, it kind of pairs with Relic a little bit as he'll be playing a little bit of running back for OU, would be Gavin Sawchuk. Um I think he's the uh, the four star running back now. He used to be maybe like a fringe five star uh, out of uh, I think it's Colorado. Um, really dynamic athlete. He's going to fit Oklahoma's running game really really well. I think they're in a good spot to land him now. Um, so we'll kind of see if they can solidify that position going into the fall uh, with this official visit. What about? Because I saw Gavin Sawchuk. Wasn't he at Ohio State just the other day? I think he may have been already taken a visit. But I think OU's maybe, you know, ahead of everybody else at the moment as far as just other schools because they've had that relationship. I think him uh, and DeMarco Murray really, really pretty close. So I think they have that going for them, whereas maybe other schools um, not so much. Are there any other recruits that Sooner fans should really keep an eye on this coming weekend? Um. We'll go with uh, we'll go with Denton Ryan, where Billy Bowman uh, played last season. Austin Jordan, another defender out of uh, Denton, so he's a guy that Oklahoma I think is pretty close with. I think you know if they were trying to push for a commitment, I think Austin Jordan could be one of those guys that would commit this weekend. So my next thing, I guess, I would have to ask is over under because there are several guys coming to the champion barbecue. There are several 2022 prospects. And of course some are committed and there are several 2023 prospects, including Malachi Nelson, a quarterback that, that are going to be there as well. If I put the over under at 1.5 commitments from the barbecue, like they happen that weekend and not months later, not these silent commits that burn OU last year in the last couple of years. (laughs) Really? I mean, like, I mean, cause that's what it's been like, you know, uh, if it's 1.5 over under, which one are you taking? Cause I feel like we have to even, we have to temper our expectations considering last year, considering right. the year before that. Well, with this, I mean, you have a lot of guys that are very, very highly rated that just haven't visited anywhere. I mean, like Omari, uh, Aber is going to be there. Devin Campbell, uh, Derek Brown, those kind of guys that are, that are out of state East coast. Um, those are guys that, well, except for Aber, um, are going to want to take trips. They're going to want to, you know, go to Alabama. They want to go to Ohio State. They want to see everything before they kind of settle down. So I'm going to go with the under on that um, just because of the weird dynamics of recruiting right now. Um, maybe one visit isn't going to get you that commitment. Okay. So over under. Under. I'll go one, one commitment. Oh, man. Does that make you feel sad in any type of way? 
Uh, no, I think this is more, um, you kind of talked about those junior days being that foundation with a lot of guys and then building into the summer. This is going to kind of take place of those junior days. I think it's interesting this because event. remember how long ago it was when I think, I think this is prior to Lincoln Riley arriving, or maybe just as soon as Lincoln Riley was arriving, where Alabama would host their whatever they would do in the summer and come away with like four or five star guys committed in, you know, pledging to Alabama. And then Oklahoma's over there. just like waiting for basically signing day to get all their guys in. And things have changed a little bit. Um, but it seems like the last couple seasons, Oklahoma's gotten a lot, a lot of silent commits. You know, Lincoln Riley loves the, the, the eyeball emojis, but nothing would ever really come to fruition or really happen. <laughs> and then it was just really bad stuff. You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling okay. Um, I'll go I'll go over. I'll go over 1.5. Really? Yeah, I'll go over 1.5, but that includes Do you want to give a number? Mm, you're trying you're you're trying to have people poop on me. Um <laughs> no. Let me go. I just want to see if you know something I don't. Including the 2023 prospects, and that's my caveat. Including the 2023 guys, I'll do three. I'll go three. Okay. Is that fair? I wasn't really counting 2023. I was counting more of the oh yeah. The guys that will they'll be in this recruiting cycle. So I would say I would go two if I count 2023. But I wouldn't I would definitely not go three. You are definitely not that confident. Yeah, you are definitely tempering everybody's expectations for listening. And that's a good thing. I'm trying know? to. But names that will be in Norman or names that are supposed to be in Norman to, I guess, like get to meet the recruits and get along with them. Kyler Murray. That's a fun one. Jalen Hurts. I don't know why he's there, but (laughs) like, honestly, wouldn't you just rather have Kyler Murray there? The thing with Jalen Hurts is he's kind of. I don't know. He's kind of built a reputation about himself with other athletes, kind of like in the same way that Caleb Williams did. Like everyone just knows him. But he's not even that talented. So like, yeah. But I mean, it's more like just. He is talented, right? Because he starts for the Philadelphia Eagles and like he wouldn't be. Well, the Eagles aren't that good. Well, he's better than Mason. Rudolph. Not good at drafting. That's true. I mean, I would just have Kyler, but Joe Mixon. Adrian Peterson is there? How many? How many of those recruits right now know who Adrian Peterson really is? Like they, I bet know, most of them know. Who they know Adrian Peterson. They know who he is, but do they actually know what he was? You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. There's Joe Mixon. They know who Joe Mixon is. He's making plays on Sunday. They've got Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. They know who he is. He makes plays on Sundays when Lamar Jackson can actually throw the ball. Uh, Kyler there. Baker should have been there. I don't know if he'll actually make it there. C.D. Lamb. Everybody knows who C.D. Lamb is. That's good stuff. Do these kids actually care about the possibility of Gerald McCoy and Tommy Harris being there? And maybe even Trent Williams. Maybe Trent Williams because he's been a mainstay all-pro NFL tackle for the longest time. But McCoy and Tommy Harris, do, do recruits care about those guys? Or what do you think? Well, I think I mean you can both say that Tommy Harris might not be there. We'll okay. see. You it's just true. never know with that guy. That's true. That's he true. may or may not be there. Yeah. 
But Jerry McCoy, I think there's still some some name power in that because he's a guy so. that's obviously one of the more elite guys in the NFL or was. Um, and I think he's not old enough where people just don't know who he is. Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams is just going to roll up just decked out and and jewelry, have a nice car. So that's immediately going to be like, okay, that's that's the dude I want to be. So. Right. You got to remember, these guys have a, a lot of money. And they'll probably flex a little bit in front of these recruits. That's a good point. And, of course, you got DeMarco Murray already there. and pe- People already know DeMarco Murray's there. I mean, he's, like, he's a coach. Is there anybody else that you would bring, that you would think to bring, to show off to these players and show them around campus? Or is that is that the main one? I think I think. Uh, Kenneth, I mean, I think you could Kenneth go, like, Murray maybe, like, a Mark Ain. Yeah, Kenneth Murray would be def- – he'd definitely be a good one. Uh Maybe Mark Andrews. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Mark Andrews really excites people that much. Good player, but yeah, I don't know. That's I can't. What I can't about? Really, uh, I can't think of anybody right now. What other wide receivers, running backs, have been influential? Really, I guess I mean, <laughs> quarterbacks. I Baker, mean, Sterling Shepard. You could bring him in as a in-state guy. Yeah, I think Shep was tentative. I don't know if he actually be there, but that would be cool. Uh, Oklahoma, they're not starving for guys on offense. As you can see, they need dudes on defense so badly. And maybe that's why they're reaching with kind of dudes like Gerald McCoy, um, who, of course, who, who played for a long time in, in Tampa. Now, and of course, he, he was unfortunately injured in, in, in drills in Dallas. Kenneth Murray, um, could you, who, who else from defense would, could you put out there that's been successful? <laughs> Tony Jefferson. You can bring in Tony. He'd be fun. Especially because Mike's might, not there he anymore. He might uh say something say something wild, maybe he'd be pretty fun. But you know what I mean? Because you can't really find too many other defensive guys that are really doing well in the in the NFL. Oboe. Jordan Jordan Evans, I suppose, might be another decent name. No. He's not he's not a, he's not a guy, <laughs> he's not a guy making plays plays he's gotten special teams and like he's not a big name but he could be another in-state guy that's tough. Yeah, the only guy would be like oboe i guess you would you bring in striker no just because he's a he's a guy that can really talk he is he's a yeah he can talk essentially he's just five nine uh, uh, i don't know about that man that's why it's so difficult i think mean, k9 is really your only guy out there that can really talk to Brian yeah. Odom's abilities, I suppose. But Ronnie wanna... Perkins. <laughs> oh yeah, you could. You say, hey, stick back around. You already got drafted. I mean, just yeah. come back and say what's up. You were I saw Dee Dee the other day. Did you? I saw Dee Westbrook here. How was that? So oh, it was cool. He's just he was just chilling. I think he might be like he was here for the softball thing. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay, I see. So that makes more sense. Interesting. You know, and what we're going to do is this. We're going to end the podcast by, and it's going to make some old people upset. And I'm sorry if I said the word old, if you are old and you're offended by that. You can say olds. Olds. That's not really an age thing. It's just a mentality. It's time to replace Crazy Train as the Mm -hmm. Get Hype Stadium song. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. I, I, it's not a bad song, but it's time to replace it. It's old. Like how many, how many 
millennials millennials they know that song ish you know if like you know what i mean like if you were in if you were like interested in rock music growing up as a millennial you know that song but not everybody knows that song gen zers that are currently playing football they don't know that song they don't care about that song they don't care about ozzy osbourne and crazy train what would be what other songs could you play to hype up the crowd that wouldn't that that would be all right to hype them up yeah i'm trying to think of something newer there's nothing there's nothing really newer and oklahoma approved i mean like ozzy put out there ozzy osbourne is like not i would go like some guns and roses but that's still like pretty dated yeah um you could just go like with the generic nfl stuff and just put on some imagine dragons like just just sell it in you could play uh what else could you play you could play some aerosmith maybe but that's also still dating it back it's a little dated do you think it's newer do you think oklahoma would ever go with like hip-hop to intro the you know, no, like, you'd kill some people. You'd absolutely kill some people in the stands. Gosh, we need to get this next generation up. Because if I, I would just throw some, uh, some Wheeler Walker Jr. Mm. in there, a little bit of a. You just have to look it up. I can't, I can't really see on the podcast. You could. You don't have to. I can't think of. Oh, you dropped an f bomb to start the the podcast yeah, off. You did. You did. It's all right. You know. It's okay. I mean, Kings Leon has something. It's Oklahoma based and it's rock music. You could do that if it was live, like have yeah. a little live, yeah, thing going on. I mean, Migos had this one thing, but it's talking about like drugs and stuff. But if if you blur out the words like they do half the time, anyways, you won't even know, right? Oh yeah, Migos has a Oklahoma song. Little yeah. boomer, 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 yeah. Yeah, she could do Oklahoma that. sooner. Yeah. That could that could work. That could work. Um I'd go turn it at James because he was also an OKC the other day. For what? I don't know. I didn't know there's any Trinidad James songs or shows going on. What about what about Macklemore? Do you think people would like Macklemore? I don't even like Macklemore. He's uh <laughs> the, the Seattle <laughs> Seattle hip hop artist. Uh, I don't I don't know what you could throw out there. Well, if you if you have an idea, you and you're listening to this, you should tweet at us or Discord us because I don't know either. That's, you could throw it, like um, maybe some Kendrick Lamar, maybe Kendrick is good. Just it Crazy Train needs to go. It's done. It's run its course. It's not good. It gets nobody hyped up. It, like the fans just like they, they they can't even clap on beat nobody cares the players they don't like it and so it's time to get rid of it and i think we want i'd go your uh, thoughts kanye little kanye, kanye. What, which kind of kanye uh pre or post kardashian pre kardashian kanye oh good car uh, good good kanye yeah mm, before everybody hated him it's interesting before before we close the podcast, I said that already before, but I'm I'm serious now. Have you watched any good movies lately, Stephen? I've been watching. Well, I watched the first episode of Loki, and I I've, thought that was actually pretty good. I've heard good things. 
I watched the other two series and I made it through like one or two episodes and I was like, not, not, not the best, but Loki, Hmm. I'm very intrigued about. Interesting. I, and they uh, put the Harry Potter collection back on HBO. Yeah, they did. They did. I've already run through it already. It's a big deal. When I was when I was in uh, California, went to Universal, and we went to Hogsmeade and got some butterbeer. I got brain freeze like six times. There you go. Yeah, it's great. It was great. Uh, are you are you a musical guy? Everybody's been talking about In the Heights. In the Heights. Yeah, I listen about... to music, but it's probably not music. People will be like, "That's cool." They'll okay, like, yeah, she's such a hipster. It's it's the guy that wrote Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda, talking about Washington Heights. Um, oh, 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 Lin Manuel. Yep. So I'll give it a shot. I'll throw it on my to listen at some and point. And again, I recommend you you watch. You have you seen Parasite? Have we talked about this? I think we talked about it, and I still haven't watched it. It's it's time, man. It's time. Summer's here. It's time. I have this new 4K smart something. Yes. Ultra something in HD. Yeah. You got that new TV. It's time. It's time, time to, to watch it. Yeah. It is. Because, and again. My remote people, is actually solar powered. What? I'm not exactly Hold sure up. if that's a good good idea. What? Yeah. How does that How does that happen? How does that work? I was like, I'm not, I'm not putting this in the window. It's going to light on fire. A solar powered remote. Yeah, on the back, it's got a solar Dang. thing on the back. They straight up said F you to all the battery companies and said, you just put this bitch in the sunlight. Yeah, my Duracell stock is like going down by the minute. That's smart, though. You know what I mean? Like, this is future. The future is now. I'm losing money, but I'm saving money, too. It's exactly what it's we want to see. Yeah. But anyways, got anything else? I'm done. Uh, join the Discord. It's fun. And we're talking about recruiting, I think, right now. It's, it's been going off for a second, so I need to go check it. Yeah. But uh, it, Discord definitely uh, it has been one of the more active weeks we've had. Because of the Champ U barbecue and everything else going on. I agree, yeah. Hop in the Discord. And and I'm not working as much, so that helps when I'm when I'm in there pushing chat along. Of course, you know, it, co- content creation is It's a busy important. time for everyone. It's true. It's true. Uh, I'm I'm back. I'm back into the fold now that I'm gotten married and uh, back from vacation. So we can expect a lot more stuff for me other than just like tweeting random things about softball and other <laughs> other other Twitter things that happened over that over that time. So that that's it's all fun fun. Uh, but anyways, follow us on CrimsonandCreamMachine.com. You can follow us on Twitter at CC Machine. You can follow Steven at OUPDATEDSB. You can follow me at Kamarabi and CCM. We're on iTunes, Spotify, literally everything else that you guys can find. If you're hearing this for the first time, you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Anyways, we'll catch you guys next week. I'll probably drop another short podcast on Friday. Until next time, we'll tell you guys later.